This episode of the Devin Kershaw Show is brought to you by Boulder Nordic Sport. To celebrate the President's Day weekend, BNS has kicked off a sale so you can upgrade your gear for the rest of the season. The sale applies to online, over-the-phone, and in-store purchases at their locations in Boulder, Colorado, and Portland, Maine. It is, however, as of this recording, February 15th, President's Day, and things are getting tight as prices and discounts are valid through February 16th. You can find more information on all the latest gear and a handy write-up about Fluoro Free Wax at bouldernordic.com. This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to The Devin Kershaw Show from Faster Skier. This is part two of our World Juniors and World U23s podcast coverage. With the racing concluding yesterday in Finland, we wrap things up with some post-race commentary. On the show is Devin's longtime friend and, it turns out, investment partner, Noah Hoffman. Hoffman was seen cruising through the hills near Bend on wide skis built to handle the weekend's Cascade Cement. Needless to say, he was invited on the show. So how do you feel about talking about skiing, Noah? <laughs> I don't know anything about skiing, but... That sounds good. You know what we're going to do, Hoffy? We're just going to blast through some World Juniors stuff. Because World Juniors is a highlight. How many times did you go to World Juniors? Just twice. Twice? Yeah, like I went three but times. But then I went to U20, U23 is three times. Yeah, but do you remember what that felt like as a junior at World Juniors? Like that is, like you think it's just like... Yeah. It's the cat's pajamas. It's so cool. Like your first time at World Juniors, you are so pumped. You're in Europe. Like you're seeing the whole scene. You think it's like, it's the biggest race you've ever been to by far. And it's only when you go to your first senior World Cup or World Championships that you realize like World Juniors is like, it's a backwater kind of like event wise, but it's still a big deal for those kids that get to do it. And especially the junior races, I feel like, like under 23s can be you know, depends who shows up. But World Juniors, like, those kids are so fired up. They're so stoked. They're not jaded. It's awesome. So it, it was a real miracle that they pulled it off. I agree. We need more, Noah. <laughs> no, I agree. My first World Juniors were in malls, uh, Italy, uh, after being rescheduled because of lack of snow in Eastern Europe. And it was um, – I'd been to J1 Scandinavian Cup twice, um, or I used, used 18 Scandinavian Cup, but World Juniors was a whole nother level, and it was, yeah, it, I mean, it was, like, I can remember everyone who was on that trip, it was like, you know, Sadie and Sophie and Simi, I mean, it was, you know, people who ended up skiing because it was so motivating to be there, and, um, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying about, like, it matters because it matters to the to the athletes. Oh, yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is, like, my first time ever to Europe was my first world juniors was in a place called Strepsi Pleso. That's in, that's in Slovakia. And I'd never even been to Europe before. And I like, I barely, I shouldn't even like, I remember there was like at the world junior trials, I did not have a passport. I like, I didn't think I was going to world juniors. Like, I'm like, why would I didn't even know it was a thing. You know what I mean? I was still a runner back then too. So skiing was just kind of like something I did in the winters and stuff went to the world junior trials and I remember finishing third in the classic race and I was racing up category of course it was too young and my coach said like you were third dude like you were third place and like I was got so embarrassed I'm like okay there's a mistake I wasn't third like I'm racing guys three years older than me like I, I, I was not third 
And I, I told my coach at the time, I'm like, you got to go to the timing. You got to go to the timing zone and go like, I'm sorry, you made a mistake. There's no way I was third. They're like, dude, you were third. And then, and then the pressure was on. And I remember like I made, I, I was third again in the skate race, which was just a shock to me. And so I made the world junior teams. I was third in both the trial races and made the team. And I remember meeting, like, I, <clears throat> everyone else was a last year junior on the trip. Uh, of, of the story of the men, and except me. So I was, like, way younger. And I remember going to the, like, like you know, we, we was in Mont Saint Anne. We were spending a couple of days in Mont Saint Anne, and we were there. And it was so funny. Like, the coach who was Alain Perron at the time. He was, like, doing, like, a little speech. And, like, okay, tomorrow morning we're going to get up. We're going to go for a run. And I'm sitting there, like, fuck me, run? And... Uh, and he's like, yeah. And then like, I remember, I remember going to LA after I was so terrified. I'm like, uh, LA, I don't have running shoes. I don't have running shoes with me. And he looked at me and he's like, what kind of athlete are you? I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get sent home. I'm like, but who runs in the winter? Like when you're a 17 year old kid, like, dude, you ski in the winter. That's what you do. And, uh, you definitely don't run. And the other, the other funny story I have from my world juniors in Stratosy play. So, well, I got like my ass kicked. Chris cook. Here's a little bit of history for you. Chris cook won the qualifier first sprint ever at world juniors was in Stratosy play. So Chris cook won the qualifier and then shout out in the quarterfinals. And that was the day, but, but he won the qualifier in the first ever world junior sprint USA. So that was big. And at that world juniors, I just got like demoed, but the, but what was funny is like I had, and I kid you not, three pairs of skis, <laughs> three pairs of skis. I remember, I remember like the day before the skate race was like, okay, you got to have your warm up skis and tested and skis. I'm like, I have, I have a pair of skate skis. Like that's what I have with me. Honestly, I did. I had one pair of skate skis and like, they were just so shocked. And then I see like the juniors now that have like 30 pairs of skis and they're like super professional. Like I was such a, uh, it was heat bag productions out there. And yes, Jason, I know the next question was what suit were you wearing? I was wearing the candy cane suit. I was, <laughs> I blame the suit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The candy cane suit. <sighs> um, okay. A couple of things here. Everyone doing okay. We're good. How many skis did you bring to your first juniors? Noah, I'm just curious. That's a good question. I don't, I mean, I, I think I kind of, you know, was kind of in that gap a little bit between like the professionalism of today's juniors and where Devin was. I think I was like, you know, I maybe had five or six pairs of skis at that point, but I didn't go to world juniors until I was, uh, what, 18 or 17, whatever the second to last year that I was eligible. I did qualify as a, as a U 16, my first year as a U 16, but didn't and but opted to go to the U16 races instead, um, and so I I was later in my a little older than Devin and had a few more pairs of skis. So the other thing is, you're 31, Noah. Devin, you're like 30. What 38? 38, 38, dude. Yeah. What sort First of like, physio student? 38. Dang, dude. <laughs> so what sort of reputation did Kershaw carry with him? Like, what, what what did you hear? What were the sort of the vapor trail from Kershaw that you had heard about before you kind of like really showed up on the scene, Noah? That's a good question. I mean, my first interaction with Devin. Been- Not all of these are good questions, though. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> When I, I'm sure you remember, Deb, when I followed you around the Mount Bachelor trails for like three hours without saying a word to you. Oh, I remember that big time. 
That was like the first time I ever, I mean, I didn't even interact with you, but that was the first time I ever, I just was like, I'm going to follow this person forever. Oh, that's funny. I remember that ski. (laughs) God, the skiing at Bachelor is awesome. It's really good in, in, uh, in mid May. I'll tell you that. I love the skiing in Bend in mid-May. But what broke the ice? I'm just curious. Finally, did you like Kershaw, did you turn turn around and you're like, dude, what? why aren't you acknowledging me or what was going on there? That part I actually don't really remember. I don't, I don't remember. Think, I, don't, I think that that ski ended with you talking to Liz and being like, why the hell was this kid just following me for my whole season? Yeah, probably. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't remember that. I have no, I have no memory of that, but like it, it, that that. That would be a question I would ask Liz in that. Because then instance. I think Liz came to me and was like, Devin thought it was super weird that you just followed him and never said anything. <laughs> yeah, well, now you know me. I'm a real chatterbox, but sorry, you, Hoffy. So that was, uh, that was a missed opportunity. Before we get into World Junior Racing, one other question is, you guys have obviously, or not, you know, you have stayed in touch. Um, you're both retired now and you stayed in touch. I'm curious, like in a scene or on a scene, like the world cup that can be stressful for some people. Why did you guys gravitate towards one another? That's actually a good question. I can, I can try and start that for the first time. I, I, there's a lot of things I really respect uh, about Noah and I always have. And, um, I think one thing that definitely I really appreciated about Noah, I still do is like, again, this is going to sound like kind of like not to pump up his tires more than they need to be. But like, I always appreciated like Noah's intellect, honestly. And, you know, when you're living five months on the road, um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm curious about a lot of different things. And like, I love having discussions on all about all, all things really. And Noah offers so many great perspectives and, and insights into yeah, uh, he's definitely multifaceted and I always appreciated that. We've always had just such amazing conversations while out training or mostly just like sitting around between races or playing like Catan together with the, or like some hilarious like Monopoly or some stupid board game to pass the time. And, and uh, yeah, Hoffy was always in for that. And, um, you know, like I, he was definitely a part of our, our team, really. I mean, with Alex and, and Lanny and Babsy and like the, the, the guys, like it was uh, – it was, it was always great to have Hoff around. We had great trainings together, but I think it was like the conversations. I think that's definitely what um, was a huge, huge connection. I, I think that's a big reason why we stay in touch too. Now it's like when we talk together, it's like we're, we talk about our life, of course. Yeah. But, but we always go off into like crazy tangents about what we're reading in the newspaper or what, what we've been reading online or how school's going or things like that. I've always appreciated that. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I mean, I, I think that we have connected over non-skiing things, you know, as much as we connect over skiing things. Obviously, for me, the skiing part was really big because Devin was, you know, one of the best skiers in the world when I was coming up as like a 21, 22, 23-year-old. I remember distinctly um, when I was, after my silver medal at U23 World Champs in Turkey, getting a, I think the, the most meaningful text I got after that race was from you, Dev, when you, you wrote and we were like, you know, you've, you've worked hard, you deserve this, uh, you know, just the beginning. I like that, that text meant so much to me. And so there was definitely a, like a skiing component for me. That's why I followed you for three hours in Bend without saying a word before I knew you because I was intimidated by you. And because I, you know, I saw you skiing uh, with the best in the world consistently in distance races. And that's what I wanted to do. And then to kind of find the non-skiing aspects and get to, you know, kind of become friends outside of the sport and, and play games together and, and, you know, talk about 
uh, talk about everything from from Trump to politics in Norway to uh, what it's like to try to become a med student in, a, you know, when you don't speak the language and you're 38 years old, uh, it's, it's all been, you know, really, uh, I feel like there's so much for us to connect over. I will, I do want to acknowledge that like m the time that I spent with the Canadian team uh, didn't always sit well with my teammates. Uh, they sometimes felt like I was abandoning them in favor of uh, spending time with you Dev and with you know Alex and Lenny and Babs and the whole crew and um, I think that uh, you know there's a lot of reasons why and one of them is the skiing and you know you guys were skiing faster than than my teammates were in distance and the other is the the kind of the connection outside of the sport and that the, the fun that we had that never quite clicked on my team um, and you know that that's complicated and I I am sorry that my you know sometimes my teammates feel like I abandoned them but. Uh, I was extraordinarily grateful for the time that, you know, I got to spend with you all. But I, I think that's what's kind of so cool about, about like the, the shared experience of an American athlete and a Canadian athlete. Um, and that's what like Europeans just, you know, they don't have the same experience. And of course not. It is like when you pack your bags, like dude, you're gone for five months, like enjoy it. And, and to connect with people if, from other countries that speak the same language as you, your, your mother tongue's the same and can have like broader discussions and talk about a whole whack of things. It's, uh, it's worth its weight in gold. Like, it, because it's, it's not just like five, six days, 10 days, and then you go home to your family and, and your friends and, and your life back home. It's like, nope, we're moving around to the same, same places, some of which are amazing and some of which are pretty grim, um, you know, and you can really connect over those experiences experiences too but i think like it was always awesome to have off around we had a lot of great training sessions too not just the not just the banter and um the tomfoolery but like actually uh yeah some great 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 training sessions together and um yeah it's it's been a yeah i count myself very lucky to be to to be friends with you hoffy so it's been fun noah how are you doing <laughs> i'm doing great this is fun oh good good we do this about once a week so feel free yeah, drop in anytime buddy <laughs> anytime. you're always welcome <laughs> So, um, do you want to jump into, uh, some world junior results and then we'll get into finances? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a, that sounds fun. I'll, I'll just run through the world junior results pretty quick and we can have like a quick discussion. There's really not a whole lot of, uh, crazy storylines, honestly, but, but I think, I think on the weekend, so we covered up to Friday and then Saturday and Sunday, Saturday was the relays. And again, like a huge shout out to Vokadi, the organizing committee there. I mean, like not only did they run four races on the Friday, individual races, but on, on Saturday, they ran three relays, which is, which is quite the feat. Uh, the World Junior Women's Relay, four times 3.3K, and then the World Junior Men's Relay, four times five kilometers, and then the Mixed Relay, which is a new event. Uh, last year was the first year, the under-23 relay, which I think is kind of fun. It's two women and two men. Um, so they ran that. The World Junior Women's Relay was, uh, you know, it, it kind of as advertised Sweden, as we've seen in, in the women's side of things, especially in sprint on the World Cup, they, they've been fantastic. And now you see why. I mean, the young Swedes, I, I don't know any of them really, you know what I mean? Like none of the names mean much to me. Mo Hansen for sure a, a little bit, the anchor there for the gold medal winning team from Sweden. Uh, Sweden won the relay in a sprint with Russia. Russia's been strong the whole World Juniors as well. Uh, they got pipped at the line to take the silver medal. And then a fairly distant third was, was Norway, just a 26 and a half seconds back from the win um 
which was maybe a, a, a little bit surprising, but not really. And when you watch the race and you just see the, the attacking nature of, of the Swedes and the Russians, they, they were a cut above and, and they came away with the medals. And uh, going down the list here, you mean you have Canada in ninth, um, which I think was a, yeah, a, 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 an okay day. I mean, it was just a, that, that's the level that our, our Canadian women were at and in the top 10 and mixing it up and gaining experience. Um, that was great to see. And then, and then I'm not totally sure. I mean, I should have talked to Matt or talked to somebody, but I didn't see an American women's team. Did someone get sick or maybe you have some insight into that, Jason, but that was, that was a bit surprising. The story is a little bit complicated. I didn't become aware that the U S had, a, a, you know, at least one COVID positive, uh, and a few folks who were exposed to that individual I became aware of this maybe Thursday, and I read about this. Someone sent me a link to a Finnish public radio story that said there were there were some a positive case and exposures on the U.S. team, and they did not name names. And um, again, like I said, I think this was Thursday, and I was just kind of waiting for a proper announcement for maybe the U.S. ski team, um, and I guess FIS. And so... You following me so far, Devin? Yeah, or yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so I didn't report out on it, and then I read something on a website called Skinny Skis, which is based out of the Midwest, and they named names, and there was no reference or citation as to where they got the names. And me being me, I I communicated with the proper folks and said, "Hey, I need a statement. You know, the names are out there." Um, yeah. No statement was forthcoming for a couple of different reasons. And um, I kind of sat on it for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, we'll, we'll come up with a story. And, and, and Gavin wrote the story and I proofed it. And it essentially named the names. You can see them on the Faster Skeeter website. I don't really want to bring up names on the, on the podcast. And uh, again, we are, you know, Faster Skeeter like cited the articles that named folks and the policy of the US ski team is to allow athletes the dignity of you know disclosing a positive or an exposure themselves uh you know whether it's through social media whether it's through i, I i'm guessing a, a professional pr press release from the team um that has been like my i've been aware of that you know just talking to matt wickham through the course of this uh you know year and so we decided to kind of cite the names linking to that Skinny Ski article because it had already been out there for maybe like 24 hours. It turns out that there was an email that was sent to by FIS on February 4th, okay, which is some time ago, that there had been an exposure and a positive on the U.S. team. Okay. okay. Again, no names because it's a FIS press release and they're not at liberty to disclose names. Um, and I was sent that link uh, late Friday. So it must have been like 6.30 my time. Friday night is when I got that link. And it was dated February 4th. And it appears to be a live link on the FIS site. Okay. When you go and search for that, and I'm glad to send it to you. You can't, I can't find it. It's not on the FIS cross-country okay. news Um platform where they normally publish press releases it's i can't find it anywhere but i can but since i was sent the direct link i can see what looks like would have been a press release from fis does that make sense yeah 
Was I sort of clear on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, that, there you go. That was news to me, and that, that is too bad. And I hope all the athletes that were involved there are uh, doing okay. Yeah, that was long-winded. So, yeah, the least I'll say is, like, uh, I'm guessing that there was perhaps I – mean, I shouldn't speculate. Let's just say that the team, the U.S. did not enter a junior women's team. And, uh, yeah, the bottom line is hopefully everyone is, you know, first and foremost, health. Yeah, ho- hopefully everyone's okay. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully everyone's okay, and that uh, is sad to hear. And, and that is the risks we're running with having events during a pandemic. And, and when you're gathering – when you're gathering teams from all over the world, and even though you're trying to be as as uh, tight with it as possible and as professional as possible, you still people are traveling through airports and and you're coming in contact with people all over the place, even when you're trying to limit that. and And that was too bad, but I mean, it's um you know it's definitely a changing of the guard for both the men and the women's team in the U.S. I mean, the last few years have been just fantastic the weirdest world junior relay i've ever seen in my life last year when all these teams went the wrong way but um the u.s came away with the silver medal in the women's relay and then of course the historic back-to-back golds in 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 the men's relay for for the u.s men in junior uh those those wins have now shifted and and moving on to the men's relay i mean norway is back on top they won uh, Finland has a great young team. They've been great. The whole championship finished second. And then Italy, uh, lost in a, not really a sprint actually, but, um, uh, ended up rounding up the podium in third and, and, and Russia was involved in that, in that sprint as well. And, and ended up fourth, but, uh, you know, Canada, which was second last year, um, they had a good solid relay. I thought, I mean, they finished sixth, uh, which is, which is more than respectable. And the guys ski pretty well. Not everyone was super thrilled with their with their legs, but at the end of the day, it wasn't. It's by no means a disaster to be sixth in, a, in an international relay. And then the U.S. was back in in eighth, but um, not so far off in time. But but it's definitely a changing of the guard here um, in uh, in the U.S. Uh, they the, the strength of that that crop that was just before this crop that we're seeing now. Um, you know, it, it, it's yeah. Eight, eighth is a far cry from back-to-back world junior golds, but there is some promising young athletes that'll be fun to follow along. Yeah, let me let me ask just to kind of ask a question about pressure as a young athlete, and this is to both you know you and to Noah. Um, you know, so the U.S. is coming off of you know they have there's expectations at this point because these young skiers, especially the skiers that have won back-to-back golds, there's Gus Schumacher who won an individual last year. We go back. Gosh, I think 2017 when the women in Salt Lake or at Soho won a bronze in the relay. So there's expectations. And, you know, what kind of pressure is there for young athletes? Or Yeah, what type of pressure is there? And what sort of resources were there when maybe things didn't go so great? Hoff, you want to take this one? Yeah, I'll be happy to chime in. So the first thing I'll say is that when I think about my the pressure that I faced as a junior athlete, I think that the pressure that I put on myself far and away was more acute than anything I felt externally. And that might've been because I was coming in at a time when we hadn't had, you know, the type of international success on the men's side on either the senior level or the junior level in a long time. I mean, that's not true. We had Chris skiing well with his world junior, sorry, world championship fourth place in 2009, but we, and to, and, you know, in 2003 as well, but we, we weren't 
a dominant country. There weren't expectations. And I was in a lot of ways by first world juniors, I exceeded those expectations. I was 12th in the classic race. Um, I broke a ski in the skate race, but skied back up to 23rd skiing through the whole field. So I, I was kind of like, I was riding high in terms of external accolades and was very frustrated internally because I wanted better. I wanted more. And that was the kind of desire that I kept throughout my career. And, and I actually, there's um, some really, I was really immature at times in that I would be getting people congratulating me and I would feel like I had to, let them know that that wasn't good enough for me, that, that I wasn't happy, despite the fact that they were telling me congratulations. That I was, I really didn't understand how to say thank you and how to appreciate when other people uh, were happy for my success because I wasn't happy with my own success at that time. So I don't think that external pressure was something that I had to deal with in the same way that you're talking about, Jason, but I certainly applied plenty of pressure. And that's something that I had to work through and mature and grow up a little bit throughout my career. In terms of support, um, I had an amazing personal coaching team uh, that I kept throughout my career with Zach Caldwell and John Callahan. And I, they, were, um, they were in tune with my mental health as much as they were in tune with my fitness and my, and my physical health. And I am so grateful uh, for them as a resource. And I mean, I can remember so many conversations where they were acting more as a counselor for me than they were as a coach. Um, and I'm so grateful for them. So I didn't have necessarily um, any sort of professional um, counseling or support, but I really feel like my personal coaching team um, took up the slack on that. And I'm so grateful to them. So that, that was my, those are my thoughts. And I, I think, I, I think too, like it is true what Hoff is saying, like perspective is something that a lot of junior athletes, uh, um, I don't want to say lack, but I mean, it, it's just not part of the, it's not in their quiver of, of, uh, tools necessarily because, which is great because they're, it's super stoked and, and, uh, yeah, like just like totally raw and pumped. Um, but, but I mean, the reality of it is like, once you get older too, you start realizing that like as amazing as things are at world juniors and stuff, like it's the senior, it's the senior races that are the, I mean, that's the, that's the show. That's the big leagues, right? Like that's, that's the bigs. If you want to play in the bigs, that's the world cup and, and, and the Olympics and world championships. That's just how it is. Um, and you learn that over time, but at, at the world juniors, I mean, I was such a hacker as a world <laughs> at world juniors. It was not even funny, but I mean, I, I, not a whole lot of focus in cross country skiing. Um, I mean, I did, I felt like I did, but like looking back, you're just like, okay, if you're running from like, <laughs> if you're running competitive cross country, like track and cross country and like roller skiing once a week, like that's not, that's not exactly going to loan itself to, to international <laughs> success in the junior ranks. So I, I wasn't very good, but I, uh, as a junior internationally, but I mean, uh, I was highly motivated now, like Hoff said too. I mean, I was definitely one of those kids too. Like I, I lack perspective big time and I was really, really, really hard on myself. And I mean, that's something that I, I, I still struggle with to this day. I mean, I'm, I'm not super kind with myself uh, to be perfectly frank. And um, you know, it, it's a strategy that I've used throughout my career and maybe it's hindered me a little bit, but it's obviously helped me a little bit to motivate myself to, to get some of the things done uh, that I have been able to in, in my ski career. But, but definitely as a junior, that was maybe like uh, to a, 
different level and and who did i have for supports like for sure like coach coaches as well but but really i was uh <laughs> i was a pretty uh passionate little dude and um it, you know i it wasn't yeah i was maybe more of a cliche like you have a bad race and then you know i i would really sit with that for for a couple of days and be a little yeah be a be a grumple stiltskin there for for a bit which is which is not doesn't help you get ready for the next one but well i had no expectations whatsoever as hoff was saying i mean like rob whitney raced in the top 10 like i'm a lot older than hoffy so like to me the american men had had a history of like near misses at world juniors right like chris freeman had had top 10s at world juniors rob whitney had top 10s at world juniors foster brothers had top 10s at world juniors leap zimmerman had top 10s at world juniors uh newell uh, you know, but no one could get on the podium. No one was in the podium, even though everyone was so strong. You had like uh, Christina Trick's dad, sorry, with top tens of world juniors. I mean, you had like a lot of uh, amazing, amazing racers in, in the US and Canada. We, we sucked back in my day, man. Like if we had a top 30 of world juniors, it was like people are popping. Well, not champagne, we're juniors, right? But we're like, uh, people are really fired up about that. And and the tables have turned completely now. I mean, like the, the, the crop of juniors we have in Canada now is for men is by far the best, the best team we've, we've ever had in, uh, as a team. So, so they're, they're riding high and, and then the Americans like for sure. I mean, um, it's a, it's a totally difficult year with the pandemic too. And, and they, these guys haven't been able to have the racing that they would be used to. And it's not a fair playing field in that way when you look at like the Swedes that have been having having some races the Norwegian men the the juniors that are world juniors have been racing every every senior race so far this year um so so they're they're a lot better prepared than than the the juniors in the U.S. and, and Canada were um this year as well so it, it was just kind of a weird year but the reality is when you look at the individual results and stuff eighth place for the U.S. that's just where they are they're not better than that uh you know this this year uh, and, and same with Can- Canada was sixth, uh, and that was might been might have been a little disappointed given the the amazing racing by uh, Olivier and, and Tom especially. But um, the fact of the matter is sixth and eighth place in the relay. These are not these are not crisis results, and, and uh, they, they they hung tough and they and they did a good job. So so I thought uh, no, it's uh, it's been it has been fun to, to follow on the North Americans in, in all their races at World Juniors, and I thought the relays too, even though. Of course, it's not a it's not a gold medal, and it's a long way from a gold medal. But sorry, this crop just isn't as good as as the as the crop the the last two seasons at World Juniors. That's just the facts. We got uh, one more relay to, to push through. We have the mixed relay, which occurred on the same day. Norway in first, Russia second, um, and Sweden in third. So that the time differential between those three is seven and a half seconds, roughly. So semi tight tight racing. Back in fifth place, 16.7 seconds off the pace, the winning pace, uh, U.S. with Swerble, Schumacher, Hunter Wonders, and Sophia Lockley. So um, impressive, but I'll let you kind of break that down. Yeah, and again, like I can start with Canada in ninth. I mean, like, again, like the Canadian under-23 crew, they're just not better than that. They weren't better than that this this championship. The, the Canada in general had a, I would say, like a fairly disappointing under 23 championships totally really there was some great races by annika especially and and uh elizabeth elliott too they had great races for them and uh tony and and graham ritchie i mean i i don't think i'm speaking out of turn to say that they they wanted more and they'll have other chances uh both graham ritchie and, and tony Antoine Sear, they're going to the world senior championships and and uh you know the under 23 is really just a stepping stone for that which is good and i was i was a little surprised to see to see the u.s uh 
finish fifth with such a strong team like that, especially when you look at some of the teams, especially France, for example, that were ahead of them. I mean, France didn't start their best, their best athletes in the, in the mixed relay. So I was surprised that uh, they beat them. Same with Sweden. I mean, Sweden's under 23 team that came third is definitely not by any stretch of the imagination, a strong, strong squad for, for, for Sweden. But um, you know what? The U S is just the same thing at the end of 23s. They just, they, the under 23s, they, Sophia Lockley, definitely had a fantastic race in the individual. We talked about that earlier where she was fifth uh, on Friday. Um, but, but aside from that, I mean, it, they just, they, they, they underperformed a little bit at the, at the under 23s um, as well, the, the American men and women. So to see them in fifth, uh, they were, they were pretty close and, and Norway with the team that they came with um, that wasn't a, that wasn't a surprising result to see them uh, take the win. 15. No, well, Blatt, yeah. 15 yeah, K. 15k classic mass start in some snowy weather. Uh, I've, isn't it fun to watch this? I know I was like maybe a little overstoked in the last pod when we went through the world junior results, but I just love the passion and the heart that juniors race with. And Margareta Bergana that won world juniors by 24 seconds, she pulled like a yo hug and just like dropped the hammer early in like snowing conditions, cold, fresh snow. And you're just like, man, that is like the worst tactic of all time to just try and drill it from the start and you know it almost didn't work i mean they were coming making back a lot of time on her and on the descents and stuff but she ends up winning by 24 seconds which is a huge huge win for her at, at uh, i mean at winning world juniors when you're juniors is such a, it's the biggest thing out there um so that was that was a really cool that was a really cool thing to see uh, that she had the the guts to to go for it like that and and aside from that i mean like what can you say i mean I, jasmine jolette who i who is uh another year junior ahead of her next year slots in, in in 18th but the 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 race blew up pretty well i mean you see the gaps they're they're quite big gaps but that happens in junior racing that that's not uncommon and especially a race like this where, where it was hard right from the gun and so i mean amazing to see the norwegian do it like that it's not that often that that works as a junior especially in adverse conditions i'd say so uh fortune favors the bold and she came away with the win I think it was kind of fun to see that Vagard uh, Alvang's daughter was at World Juniors this year, Uruna Alvang, and she finished ninth. So there's some pedigree in this uh, in this uh, results list as well, and uh, so that's kind of fun to see. And aside from that, I mean, like again, it's uh, it wasn't a great day for the U.S. women, sadly. Um, they, but uh, you know, it's all it's all about experience at World Juniors, and there's no there's no point getting all super worked up if some juniors have have a tough day here and there it's that's just part of that's just part of the deal uh anything uh, you know of no i know chinese skeeter in 12th we talked about that last time i think a little bit so that's always yeah. great to see yeah yeah and i think she, she was disappointed yeah but she was disappointed because she she expected to be better than that and she she probably should have been better than that honestly she's She's been skiing at a quite a high level in the Norwegian Cups in Norway the last couple of years now and, and had that great individual um, uh, individual start race that we talked about earlier in the week. So, But yeah, for sure, 12th is still a super solid result. Um, okay, are we boogieing? Let's boogie through. We're, we're, bo- we're boogieing. This was a pretty fun one. Hoff, for sure you didn't watch this, but the, the men's 30K was, was pretty fun. Like I said, all the junior races are fun. But uh, the 30K... Man, it was it was pretty impressive, man. It was pretty impressive to see Ander, Alex, Alexander Stahlberg of, of Finland and Alexander Ifshin, 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 yeah, Ifshin, Ifshin. 
Alexander Sashevskin. <laughs> he the Russian takes away uh comes away with the win and 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 the Finn and the Russian really drilled this and like it was it was awesome. It was boring for the first few laps, bunch of laps. But to, when there was two laps to go and seven and a half K to go, that's when the racing really started happening. And, and um, the Finn and the Russian were just really impressive getting the gap. But then the German, Jan Frederik Dorks, that comes in second, did an immense amount of work to claw back to those two that were away. Claws, gets back to the leaders, comes in second. What an amazing day for the German awesome stuff and then my boy tom steven junior next year as well fifth place what a way to finish world juniors a big shout out to tom steven big shout out to foothills nordic uh eric grineveld and and the whole the whole club there in calgary alberta they've done a great job um there was three guys three men um were from foothills nordic at the world juniors this year and tom steven closes out the championship and closes out his racing season uh, with the fifth place, which is crazy to think about. Think about that, Hoff. That's where my heart breaks with all these athletes. Like, there's some great racing we saw. These these juniors, man, like in Canada especially, I don't know what's going on in the States with the juniors, but... They seem to be racing a bit. Not, not, in, not in Canada. Tom Steven raced yeah. four times this year. He's going home, done. 12th, 10th, 5th at World Juniors. What an what a, amazing World Juniors and six in the relay. Tom Steven's going home. His season's over. There's nothing for him anymore. It's crazy. Uh, and that I feel, you know, that's we all have to follow the the regulations of our country and, and support the government regulations. Like I've said the whole time, like we're in a pandemic and we all got to just deal with that. But but for the junior athletes, I do feel bad for them because like uh, I think uh, when people are able to perform like they perform, Tom coming in, what well, didn't get to Finland until um, the first race was on a Tuesday and they got in Thursday night. Uh, because of regulations it was like a horrible prep for this just just based on the the no nobody's fault that's just how it was and tom had a great world juniors but uh you know that's his season same with olivier too has a bronze medal and like that that's his season that's just that's crazy to think about so it's been a challenge for a lot of people and especially the junior athletes um in american you know zandon mcmullen in 14th so that's notable i'm just going through here yeah, super notable. That's super solid. This, this is solid, solid racing. And um, uh, Michael Earnhardt, Earnhardt um, who is obviously Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Clearly. grandson, right? He's got to be. Got to be. <laughs> no, but he, he finishes 27th. And anytime you're racing in the top 30 at, at the World Juniors, like I said, it's it's great. It's a great experience. It's um, you, that that's a, that's a solid race. And, and that's something you can build from. So. Um, same with Olivier, who is 26th. Of course, he was disappointed with that after finishing third in the 10K skate. But Jesus, he was third in the individual race at World Juniors like two days before. It's okay to have a, a tougher day here and there. That's no big deal. <laughs> so I think we're we've wrapped up World Juniors U23s. Yeah, I think we did. Thanks, Hoff, for being okay. being part of it. Yeah, thank you. But don't go yet. You're not leaving yet, are you? We have more. We have more. Not leaving yet. I I will say I didn't. You know, it's not always easy to get a get a get a word in, which is why Devin's got a podcast and I do not. But uh, you had a podcast. <laughs> um, the, I can't talk consistently the way that Devin can. Uh, the, but no, I want to touch on the COVID thing. The COVID thing um, is is so hard. And I, thinking back to like, had this happened in the middle of my junior career, I think that because I was so committed to the training and so committed to the long term that I would have that I would have taken it 
as a way to push through. But it, I think there's a chance that it would have driven me out of the story. I, I'm not quite sure which way it would have gone because it is, it is so brutal not to be able to show the fitness that you've worked for. And like the point of racing is to, is to go and ski fast and to show that you're skiing fast. And I was so motivated by success. And for these athletes or to have a taste of success here at the world junior championships. And again, huge accolades for to Finland and the organizing committee for pulling this off this off. But I do feel that like, I, I yeah, I, I'm impressed by the way that these athletes have managed to prepare on almost no racing. And I hope that they are able to take the little bit of success and a little bit of racing that they've gotten to do this year as motivation for the future, because we need these athletes in our, you know, in our sport going forward. We, I, you know, I want to see cross country skiing thrive in this country and in Canada, you know, I don't, I'm not worried about it so much in Norway, but um, we need these young athletes to stick with it. And I can't imagine a more yeah, no, but I totally agree with you. Like I thought about, I've been thinking about that a lot this year. And that's a discussion I've had with like some of my buddies uh, that have been ski races before too. It's like, man, if you're in the late stages of your career in the world cup and this happens, like, dude, like that's the worst. And, and juniors, like you said, like I am so like, just to echo your sentiment, like I am so impressed because it's crazy. Because like I said, like I, I made that as like a little bit of an offhand joke, but that's just how it is. Like, juniors lack perspective uh, of course i lacked perspective. everybody does as a junior just and and the fact that they were able to come and race an event like the world juniors off limited racing and, and challenging travel and living through the year they've had like you also got to remember a lot of these guys are having they're in high school or they're uh, starting university and they're doing everything on on zoom or everything digitally as well like just like life kind of has been altered in a dramatic way for young people uh, that's an understatement. And, and the fact that they come to these championships and, and they're able to, to perform the way they did. I, I am so impressed. And I, I, yeah, I totally echo what, what Hoff is saying, stick with it. It's a beautiful sport. And, and hopefully we'll get to the other side of this, um, COVID pandemic in, in the not so distant future in the next year or, or so. So I had an opportunity to do a little bit of ski touring with Noah. Nice. And one of the things we spoke about, it popped up while we were skiing along, nice. was that there was an some sort of dual investment fund, Hoffman, Kershaw kind of securities or something. Yeah, we're hedge fund. <laughs> and it's one, one thing that you guys have done together and it has helped facilitate you know, the friendship and keep you guys connected. So what exactly is going on and what can we learn? You can learn absolutely nothing. Do not learn a thing. Well, you certainly can't off. learn anything. No. I, I disagree. So what is what, what did you do? Tell us what was the seed and how has this evolved? What is this? I guess like the way it evolved so, is like, again, like we, we talk about so many different <laughs> things, right? Hoff, like it just like, this is part of the conversation and and yeah next thing you know we, we started that we started an investment fund <laughs> so that is that is that's a little rich to describe what this is but um it has been fun Hoff. yeah you take it noah what is this <laughs> no so to me this is a way for us to stay connected um we we pooled a little bit of money we each put in equal shares into a you know a robin hood account which allows you to do uh you know, fee free trading in this country. And we've just been, when been playing with it and uh, you know, it's, it's a small enough amount of money that neither one of us uh, is worried about 
the outcome. It really is just a way for us to to stay connected and to talk about things and to kind of uh, have fun with it. it. It's, I don't know about Dev, but it's like, it's my only endeavor into uh, trading individual securities, which is, you know, in general, a terrible idea if you're not a person. Oh, it's a horrible, yeah, it's a horrible idea. Unless you have the inside track, everyone knows this game is rigged. So <laughs> no one should be doing this. Um, we did, we did, uh, we did miss out on the, on the GME, um, uh, bubble, which was a bit too bad because you, you, you'd think that uh, Kirschhoff Enterprises would have been you know, been feeling the pulse of of the, the everyman. But uh, so we we missed the GameStop um, stocks, also also the AMC rise. But but uh, no, we've we've made some we've made some uh, questionable calls, of course, and and um, you know there's some to, there's some to be. Uh, I'm impressed with our discipline, Hoff, in some ways. Like we talked about a little, like not that long ago with- um, What does that mean? Like sticking with a loser? What does that mean? Discipline. No, 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 no. Well, we had, we had, we had this, we had this thing that we would like gaining, getting 20% gains on individual stocks that we would, that we would, that that's fine. We kind of would discuss with each other. What was the, what's the ceiling that we're looking at, looking at for some of these stocks in, 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 in the short term? Because- some of these are really short term, just like, like I said, it's, it's chimpanzee investing. That's what this is. And, and we kind of just made a rule to ourselves where it's like, okay, if you see a 20% gain on a stock, then, then you just take, you take the win and you move on and, and try and find something else. So we did that actually twice with Snapchat, but we were in on Snapchat at about, what was it Hoff, like 715 or something. <laughs> and now it's over 60 bucks. But anyway, as you know, you win some, well, we, we, we won on, we won on the trade. It's just not as much as we could have. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be fair, we've, we've made some, we have not sold anything at a loss, but we're in on some really bad investments. In oh, of course. Yeah. There's some toxic assets in, in there at Kershaw <laughs> fund, but, but even still, even, even still, even um, uh, the reality of it is we, we are up. We are up. Overall. You are up, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yes, we are up. We have, and, and even with the, these uh, virtual losses that are taken into consideration, like Office said, we haven't sold anything for a loss. But even with the virtual virtual losses on some some investments, like we are up. We're not up a whole lot, but but we're up. So, and to be clear, like we could have invested in, like you know, based on the, what the market has done during the oh, time. S and P five hundred, yeah, yeah. Kills us. We could have we could have invested in like Boeing before they had three crashes that killed three hundred people, and we still would have made money. That's how good the market's been. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't you don't give your money to us, but it has been fun, and it it just uh, it, it's just, it's a fun thing to banter back and forth. You're up like roughly five percent a year. Is that right? Yeah, roughly, but yeah. the, you know, which is which is significantly below what we would be up if we were in. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, what's the yeah? If you if we're gonna equate that to yeah, clearing, what the yeah, average clearing, has been, well, what the is the average? Has been mean? well over thirty percent in the time frame. Okay, uh, just in an index. Well, so we're we're getting right. crushed, but but five percent a year is uh, <laughs> marginal gains, right, Hoff? That's our that's our deal. We're grinders. We're just grinding it away in the in the in the trenches of uh of of high high finance <laughs> what are your what's your stance I, I mean noah's pretty outspoken about social justice yes uh, you know i think i think in a good way you know I, that's a i think you're an athlete to emulate 
Um, so you're outspoken about social justice. Um, I'm curious, do you guys have any strategies when it comes to investments in, say, traditional energy extraction or anything like that? I think you're putting a lot of, like, I think, first of all, you're, you're giving us a lot more credit than we deserve. Like, this is, this is, this is, <laughs> like, we invested in GoPro. Like, we, like, this is, we, this is, uh, yeah. There, it's not, it's, it's, it's not very, it's not, it's not a sophisticated uh, endeavor here. How did GoPro do? I didn't know that was public. Uh, we made some money. We made some money. Yeah. We made we money. We didn't make on. very much money. We lost a bunch of money first. We made a little hey, virtual money. We never lost. We didn't take the loss though, Hoff. We, we cleared. We cleared. We didn't, we did not make 20% on GoPro. I will say. No, that. no, we did not make 20% on GoPro, but we're out of it. Thank God. <laughs> How often do you guys debrief or, or discuss transactions or do you make modifications to the account? Whenever one of us thinks about it. Yeah. There's very little, there's very little, there's very little thought process with this. It's, we, we usually, it starts with like texting about something totally random, like something we read in the newspaper or something like not, not, not having nothing to do with, with investments. And then that'll come up and go like, how's, how's the fun doing? And then, and we banter ideas back and forth. And then sometimes we pull the trigger and most often we, we just say what everyone else is saying, which is like the market is so overheated and, and there's not, there's not that many great opportunities to be found out there for when you're a, when you're a two bit hack like us. <laughs> so, well, do you, and, and this, I don't need to, well, I, I guess I do mean to drill down on this cause I am drilling down on it. I, I mean, oftentimes, you know, people who mix, you know, they they work at, you know, let's say hedge funds, uh, you know, money management firms, what have you, you know, they like to sponsor athletes and they like, you know, it's nice to cozy up with, you know, the person who's the fastest, the bestest, the highest jumper or whatever. Um, is the cross country ski community just sort of lacking the interest from like perhaps like Manhattan hedge fund managers or West Coast hedge fund managers where you can sort of maybe have a glass of wine and be like, what's hot, what's yeah, not? I mean, like the reality is, <laughs> I don't know. You know what though? There's actually some, there's some people that are interested in skiing that live in the Big Apple. <laughs> wet, 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 West, West Coast, San Francisco, that I'm a little, I'd be a little yeah, more surprised that, yeah. to, to hear about that. But I can promise you this, if we make, um, if we, go, if we like, if, if our fund becomes a unicorn, I will gladly sponsor cross-country skiing out of, out of our fund, Ahoff. Oh yeah, for sure. We can, we can, you know, just cherry pick all the best cross country, all the best Americans and, and Canadians and, and just send oh, them yeah. to the top, Put, make them competitive with Norwegian funding. No, oh, yeah, no problem. But uh, we are a long, we're a long way from that. So right now we could, um, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't really sponsor young up and coming athletes with, with uh, new roller ski wheels at this point right now. <laughs> but yeah. And that's one athlete, one, maybe like a ratchet classic wheel in roller skiing that probably is a little too much for our blood at the, at the They're curve. pricey. Yeah, they're super pricey. And we're just, we're just, we're just not really uh, delivering. We're not delivering the returns that uh, our principals are, are hoping for. But, um, you know, one can dream, one can dream. I, w I will say like as a public uh, disclosure, this is not something I suggest anybody do ever. <laughs> this is, this was, this was born out of, but out of uh, yeah, long a long World Cup career with with a good buddy and and just yeah, it, it is definitely not uh, 
it is definitely not recommended. But I think it's a good exercise if you're not going to bankrupt yourself or your family. Yeah, it's a good idea. Go it's ahead, not, Noah, it's sorry. Not, it's not recommended for as a financial decision. In fact, it's like actively discouraged as a financial decision. But I would say that it's been like a pretty fun way to stay in touch and it's a pretty fun a way super to stay connected. Fun. Yeah, that's true. No, it, it's super, super fun. I just would never recommend it as any sort of financial. Like we know what we're getting into. It's ridiculous. It's just more for fun. Yeah. Okay. Noah, thank you. Thanks a lot, Hoff. Good luck with uh, good luck with school. Although it sounds like uh, that's been you live in the left on Easy Street over there, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're a smart cookie. Good. But you're a smart cookie too. You're a smart cookie too. So I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> life, life is pretty good. The more time I can spend in Bend skiing in the backcountry, and uh, and yeah, life's not bad. Yeah, nice. I feel like we let you down though. This trip, Noah, a little bit. Oh no, we got out. Margo and I had a great day on the drive up here on Saturday, and then we had two fun days that were not yielding great turns. But you know, it's just nice to be out. Yeah, it's nice to be out. You know, I was out backcountry skiing on Saturday too here in Norway, and um, we had a beautiful day, sunny, gorgeous, cold, uh, and I-, I sang praises of Jotunheim in uh, like a couple pod, like a bunch, maybe like a month ago or whatever, because I've never had great skiing in the winter in Jotunheim, and only when it's spring. And now I can tell you that Jotunheim delivered exactly what my expectations are of Jotunheim, which is pretty cold and just the fucking worst turns you can possibly imagine. <laughs> just wind hammered garbage. That's what we got. But uh, it was still nice to get out. And it's always nice to get out and walk around in the hills. Yeah, it looked like a killer setting. Yeah, it's beautiful. But uh, yeah, could use uh, the wind turned down a few. Yeah more than a few notches <laughs> yeah you could instead you could be in colorado or utah where the skiing is amazing but nobody can touch a slope more than 30 degrees or shouldn't so. yeah that, that, that they shouldn't oh god that's been i've been following that actually that's uh oof, that's that's scary and, and yep. sad yep. yeah yeah all right okay well everybody stay safe yeah great to catch up guys thanks for listening and we hope everyone is doing okay out there